Hello everyone, my name is Andy Summers and welcome to episode 10 of Reviving the Soul. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Genesis 3, 14 to 16. Once God was done listening to Adam and Eve shift the blame from one person to the other, he began issuing his judgments to each of the guilty parties beginning with the serpent. First, he curses the creature itself by taking away its ability to walk, making it slither on the ground, bringing it lower than any other creature. He then curses Lucifer himself for his deceit, prophesying that one day an offspring of the woman will participate in a decisive battle against Lucifer that will end with the serpent ultimately being defeated, but not before the serpent strikes a fatal blow to the seed of the woman. Now, the significance of the language of this passage is important. First, Moses uses a term that is translated offspring or seed. This is unique because women do not carry seed. Men do. It is men's seed that fertilizes the woman's egg, which results in pregnancy. But in this case, there will be no man involved. This woman's offspring will be conceived through a supernatural act of God. Furthermore, we learn that her offspring will be a man. This passage is often called the Proto-Evangelium. This is a compound Greek word from the words protos meaning first and evangelion meaning good news or gospel. This is the first time in the Bible that God gives the promise of a victor who will avenge his people. This is God's swift an immediate response to Adam and Eve's treason. They betray their creator, and what does God do? He makes a way out for them. This screams the riches and the depths of God's amazing grace. The authors of the Old Testament reach back to this passage on a regular basis, pointing to the hope of the coming Messiah. God then turns to Eve and issues the consequences for her actions. God curses once two great sources of joy for her, both as a mother and as a wife. First, God increases her pain in childbirth, making the pain of childbirth unparalleled in most, if not all, cases. Pain also alludes to the emotional stress and the difficulty of raising children. Although children are a blessing and they can and do bring much joy to a mother's heart, I would bet that all mothers would agree that child rearing is not a job for the faint of heart or for the lazy. Children are raised with much blood, sweat, and many, many tears. And then God turns to the blessing of marriage and places a curse on it, saying that though man and woman were once created to work together in perfect harmony, there will now be strife amongst their relationship. Her desire would be for her husband. Now, the word here used for desire is the same word that God used when speaking to Cain in the next chapter when he says that sin's desire was for him to rule over him. In the same way, Eve will now seek to rule over her husband, and yet God's ordination of man's headship will remain. This will cause great tension both in the raising of children and in their relationship. God will then issue his judgment upon Adam, but we will look at that next week. One may ask, what happened to the death that God threatened as a punishment for disobedience? 
When we read this text, we often think of an immediate death. But God was looking much deeper than that. First, as we will learn next week, the man and the woman will no longer have access to the tree of life. And so, they will now begin to age, grow old, and eventually die. Also, there is a level of spiritual death here. According to Paul, because of Adam, we are now dead in our trespasses and sins. However, God, being rich in mercy, intertwines the great promise of his son Jesus Christ with the consequences of Adam and Eve's sin. Jesus will be bruised when he is hung upon the cross. But, in a final blow to Lucifer, Jesus will raise again from the dead, taking away Lucifer's one and only weapon against the people of God. The curse of death that God had once bestowed upon mankind is now reversed by Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin for us, taking the curse upon himself and freeing his church from death's cold hands. Let us not forget the first gospel. Although we live in a cursed world, God has given the blessed hope of his son Jesus, who has crushed the head of the serpent and will one day return to establish his everlasting kingdom here on earth. Reviving the Soul is available on all listening platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and many others. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave a comment on my Facebook page at Psalm 19 Revive. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. And until next time, apply all of Scripture to all of life.